There is a man of God I know. And uh, he is here. He is in our midst. He loves watching, or he used to love watching wrestling. Wrestling. You all know that sport? And he's always saying there's something that he learns when he was watching those guys wrestle each other and bring each other down. Sometimes they look like they have fallen, they are utterly beaten, and the next minute they are up again, and before you know it, they have won. You know, he's always, he's always excited when he's watching those guys fight. And um, many times I don't understand. There are times uh, you find people fighting for the remote. We want to watch something different. And uh, I'm bringing this story because our topic today is fight for it. You've got to fight for it. If you want it, you've got to fight for it. The world, everyone, when they are beaten down and they are frustrated and they are feeling all discouraged and all disappointed, there is always one statement we say, the world is not fair. Isn't it? Our children, when we deny them what they want, what do they tell us? Mom, you are not fair. It is not fair. When things don't turn out your way, what do you say? This is not fair. When a friend backstabs you and says things about you, what do you tell them? Or what do you tell, to you? What do you tell yourself? It's not fair. Ladies and gentlemen, the world will not give you what you deserve. The world will not give you what you deserve. It will give you what you fight for. It will give you what you battle for. Are we together? You've got to fight for it. This is the year of the Lord's favor. Amen? This is the year of the Lord's favor. And we are expecting so much favor surrounding us, to befall, surrounding us, to befall us. Wherever we go, we are expecting favor to come like, you know, showers of rain. We are expecting favor. We are expecting doors to open for us. We are expecting miracles to happen. We are expecting no resistance. Amen? Because we have been told this is the year of favor. But let me tell you something. That favor... There is a journey. There is a period. There is a season you have to go through to experience that favor. Amen? Go with me to the book of Daniel chapter 10. We're going to talk very briefly because I feel we need to do some warfare. Amen? We need to take some time to pray and take what belongs to us. We take it back. Amen. So I'm going to share very briefly and then we are going to be in prayer. Daniel chapter 10 from verse 10. Okay, yeah, let's start there. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you and stand up. For I, now, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, 
your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the prince of Persia, of the Persian kingdom, resisted me 21 days. And then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to the people, to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face towards the ground and I was speechless. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak and I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, and I am helpless. This is the story of Daniel. Let's leave it there. This is the story of Daniel. And as you are all aware, from last week on Monday, we began our 21 days of prayer and fasting, isn't it? And this story is so much. Daniel is praying for 21 days. It's so much like us. It is connected to what we are going through this, this season. Amen? What we are doing. Praying and fasting for 21 days. And the angel of the Lord appears at this point, as we have read. And he says, Daniel, and he tells Daniel, since, do not fear. He had prayed. He had waited for those 21 days because he purposed in his heart to understand. The Bible says from verse, verse 12 that he had humbled himself to understand and to, you know, to, uh, to be before the Lord. And the Bible says that his, his words were heard. God listened to what he said. It's talking about prayer. When he set himself and committed himself and humbled himself to understand. What is to understand? It is to understand, to know what is the will of God. What is the heart of God? What is God saying about this season? About this vision? About this situation? in my life because he had a vision and he needed the intervention of God. He needed the interpretation from God. He needed to know what the heart or the mind of God was. He needed to understand it. So he set himself apart and he said, I am going to seek the face of the Lord. I'm going to seek to understand. And so he humbled himself. And the Bible says when this angel appeared to him, he told him, do not be afraid because the first day that you set your mind to pray. The first day, that Monday that we began to pray, the Lord heard you. Your words were answered. We are heard and the Lord has released an answer already. What are you expecting from the Lord? What are you expecting to receive from the Lord? What are you saying, God, I need this. I am waiting on you for this. The Lord says today that he has heard your words. Does that mean you don't continue until the 21st day? <laughs> now that the Lord has said that he has heard your words. To humble himself before the Lord. That's what Daniel did. When you are fasting and praying, and you have committed to wait in the presence of the Lord, and you have humbled yourself, before the Lord. I'm telling you, this is not just spiritual humbling. It is physical humbling as well. Because you walk like someone who has no strength. Isn't you? And that's why the Doris kept saying, do you have the strength to continue singing? Because physically, sometimes you get drained, isn't it? You get drained sometimes emotionally. You get drained in all aspects when you are fasting. And it is a total 
you know, humility. You are humbled to the last bit. And what happens is that when you are humbling yourself before God, you are telling God, yes, I have a list. Yes, I want one, two, three. But I am going down so that your will in my life may be accomplished. When you seek to understand the heart of God, he, he may turn things around. What you are expecting from Him, it may, it may result to something totally different. Amen? But the thing is that after that season, what the Lord brings your way is far much better than what you had listed, than what you had said, this is what I want. Because when you humble yourself and you seek to understand, then you are saying, it is not my will, it is yours. You are not manipulating God. You are not saying, I'm fasting and praying so that my will may prevail, so that I can have that car that I want. So that I can have that job that I want. You are not, I'm twisting God. You are saying, I'm humbling myself so that what God wants for me may happen. Not just what, not what I want for me, but what God wants for me. And it is only in that state of prayer and fasting that you will be able to accept the will of God. No matter how hard to your human heart it may seem, you are able to receive it. You are able to accept it because you've mortified, you've, you've mortified the body, you've crucified carnality. You have said it is not me, it is not what I want, but what the Lord wants. And that is where you begin to encounter your victory. And the angel said, but the first day that you put yourself to seek to understand, then your answers were released. But I have been fighting with the prince of the kingdom of Persia. There are answers that God releases when we pray. And you keep wondering, why have I waited for God for 10 years and this thing is not happening? Why have I been praying since January and, you know, 2017 to till December and this thing has not happened? Why am I toiling? Why have I have prayed? I have done all that, you know, I fulfilled all requirements, all righteousness, as it were, if you want to put it. And yet, my desires or my needs or my prayers have not been answered. Many times, it is because there is a force out there that comes to withstand, that comes to oppose or resist our answers from reaching down where we are, from coming to where you are. And this is where the angel said that. He had actually, the angel Michael had to come. The, war, the, the angel of war had to come down and fight with the king, with the prince of Persia. So that this angel, the messenger that had been sent to Daniel may come. It took him 21 days. It may take longer. It may take a shorter time. It may take an hour. It may take many months. But eventually your answer will come. But as brethren and as Christians, in the era that we are living in, I believe we have the power, we have the authority to activate it, to hasten this, whatever it is, this battle, this war. We can activate, we can activate the angels of God. We can call on them to come and fight for us. And you can hasten your answers. I believe we have the power and authority. And we can resist the enemy. Even when you want food for your children, for yourself, you have got to go and work, isn't it? That is warfare. That is a risk. 
you have to take even when it is the year of favor ama nani anasema because it's the year of favor hafanyi kazi anangojea chakula ikuje nyumbani that is warfare when you rise up in the morning you go and toil and work hard so that you can have a salary or so that you can have some form of income that is warfare and yet and 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 you know in your heart that it is the favor, the year of the lord's favor the acceptable year of the lord and the lord will release what concerns you he will make it he will perfect it he will bring it to pass because the bible says in his time he will make it beautiful all things he will make them beautiful in his not in my time i want it now but the lord may not want it now for me but when i pray and fast and i'm subjecting myself under at his feet and under his direction he will guide me and he will help me to understand that it is his will that will prevail that is important because he knows what is best for me yeah the lord knows what is best for you you may think that what you want right now is what is best for you but the lord knows otherwise he knows what suits you what particular time when he will release it because that is the moment that he wants it for you and that is the moment you will appreciate it more we must resist the enemy you've got to fight for it the world will not give you what you deserve the world will not give you what concerns you you will have to fight for it and as christians we take our battles in the spiritual realm we fight spiritually we go on our knees we pray and fast we resist the devil the bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you you've got to resist him as long as we are on this earth there are earth, we are going to encounter resistance opposition but let me tell you we have the power to oppose the opposition we have the power to resist every resistance we have the power to prevail because the church will prevail no gates of hell will prevail against the church of Jesus Christ you have the power and authority and you can overcome it it is a miracle service that's what we call it isn't it and you are expecting a miracle you have a need you know this is what i need let me tell you it will not be a miracle service if you go home with that miracle you must fight for what you want you must fight for it you must engage in warfare you must take your battle to the next level if it is not working Where you are you must take it to the next level you must engage the next gear in prayer in fasting The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers violence Before John if you read Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent will take it by force Are you violent enough to take it by force Verse 13 Verse 13 says For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John All the prophets and the law prophesied until John appeared Do you know that all the prophecies that you've ever received they were ever there They are in the scriptures There is nothing new All the prophecies were there they have been, they had they were there before John and all the law was there before John but when John appeared 
from the time now John appeared, the kingdom of God suffers violence. We don't live by prophecies. We don't live by prophecies. We fight for it. When a prophetic word comes, you take it and you fight for it. You don't just go and sit on it and wait for it to be manifested or for it to come, you know, alive. You go and contend. You say, God, you have said this about me. You used a woman of God to come and say this about me. I am going, continuing to, pray, you know, to contend in prayer until it happens. If for sure that was a woman of God, who spoke over my life? Who said this and this concerning me? If that was a man of God who said and prophesied this concerning me, then I am going to put your word to test. Because it was prophesied, I am now going to engage the next gear. From the days of John the Baptist, we are in this moment of John the Baptist until now. I am going to engage forcefully. I am going to fight for what belongs to me, for what you have spoken over my life. If you have said I am going to receive my healing, I am going to get it. If you have said that healing is bread for your children, am I not your child? Am I not your daughter? I am going to get it, but I will get it by prayer and by, until I have it. I will not rest. The kingdom of God suffers violence. It will suffer violence. People are going to take what belongs to them. And you will be left behind because you are not violent enough. I am calling on men and women who are violent this evening, who are saying, I am ready to take on the devil. I am ready to go with the word of God. I am violent enough to receive what belongs to me. I am violent enough. If God has said, I am more than a conqueror, then I am more than a conqueror. If God has said that I can overcome, then I will overcome this one. Why are we in anxiety? Why are we in worry? Why are we discouraged? Why are we frustrated? Because those are the things, the little things that the devil uses, little poisons. He sends little snakes to come and bite us and, you know, just release some little poisons here and there, discouragement, worry, anxiety, all those things, grudges, bitterness, anger, all those small, small things. And before you know it, your entire system has been poisoned and you are ready for dead. May the Lord help us. We must resist the devil. When you feel that anger rising up, you must rise up and say, you know what anger? I am more angry than you. And I will bring you down in Jesus' name. Yeah? If sickness rises up, you say by his stripes, the Bible says we were healed. It is in the past tense. And if the Lord says it in the past tense, it's going to remain past tense. But many of us confess and say, don't worry, you will be healed. By his stripes you are healed or you will be healed. It is in the past tense. I was healed. It is just a matter of me rising up and walking in faith and saying, devil, I am being, I've been healed and you're not going to take my health away from me. The year of, the year of, of favor. The Bible says, uh, uh, Paul says that he wishes, he prays that we prosper. Our souls prosper. That we prosper in health and, our, and in, uh, as our souls prosper, isn't it? So our souls have already prospered. 
And when our souls have prospered, how will I enjoy God's favor if my body is sick? How will I enjoy God's, you know, God's blessings if I am in sickness, if I am in pain? I've got to have my health back. Because if the Lord has favored me this year, then I'm going to enjoy the blessings of God. The favor of the Lord when I am in whole health, in Jesus' name, I will take it by force. Whether the devil likes it or not, I am going to have it. If the Lord has said it's mine, then it's going to be mine. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, and Paul was talking to Timothy, and he said, we're talking about the prophecies that have been prophesied. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, the prophecies that have been prophesied over your life, or since before John the Baptist came to be. The Bible says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made, concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. This charge, it's a charge. We are being charged. Church of God, we are being charged. That according to the prophecies, how many of us have received prophecies? There are people who have not, men, men, women and man man of God, there are people who have not received prophecies in this house. My goodness. I know you, you, you just delayed a little bit in raising your hands. Every one of us have received a promise uh, or a prophecy, isn't it? And Paul is, being, uh, is saying to Timothy, this charge I give you, I commit to you, according to the prom- pro- prophecies previously made concerning you. Have you had prophecies that have been da- made over your life? Previously made concerning you. That by them, by what? By the prophecies that you received. Were you prophesied over about health? Were you told there is going to be favor this year? Were you told that you will walk in prosperity? Were you told that it is yours for the taking? Were you told that you are anointed, go and have it? Were you told that as you walk, the Lord will speak to you? Were you told that the Lord will walk with you? Were you told that the Lord will give you victory over your enemies? What prophecies were prophesied? over your life previously because by them then you will have to wage war and the bible says it's a good warfare it's not a bad warfare why is it good good warfare at some point in the bible the bible says that you have not yet Shed blood, resisting sin. This Bible from Genesis to Revelation is all about warfare. It's all about fighting. It's all about battle. And you are not a Christian if you are a chicken, if you are a coward. You are not a complete Christian if you are a coward. You have to stand up True, battles come. There are times they, they knock you out. There are times the enemy may come and knock you out. There are times he may come and crack you. But as long as you are not broken, rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. Eh? Adjust your crown. 
and walk like the king or the queen that you are. If you are not broken, and if you are broken, the Bible says you, are, you may be struck down, but you are not destroyed. Even when you are broken, God himself is the creator. He is the one who made you. He is able to make that pot back again. He is able to piece the pieces together and make you either what you are or make you better than you were previously. Because he's the one that made you. So even when you receive that knockout, you stand up, shake your dust off, and maintain your course. And keep moving. It is not for cowards. This journey is not a journey for cowards. You must rise and fight for what belongs to you. If you need health, you must rise and fight for that health. If you need promotion, you must rise and fight for that. If it is your marriage that is about to break, you must rise and fight for that. If it is your family you are praying for, you must rise and pray for them until you get what you want to receive from heaven. Fight for it. You cannot give up. You cannot afford to lose hope. You have to fight. At one time, Moses, when Israelites were fighting, he was so tired because every time, at one time, every time, as long as his hands were lifted up, they prevailed against their enemies. But when his hands grew tired and he could not lift them up and he put them down, the enemies would prevail against them. And what did Joshua and another guy do? They went and they, they lifted him. One on this side and the other on this side. Because they knew as long as Moses' hands were up, they were prevailing. They were winning. What do I want to say? There are battles that you don't have to fight alone. There are battles you need your brother, you need your sister to fight, to help you fight. Because there are battles that you can easily be wounded. And one soldier, a lonely soldier, is an easy target for the enemy. So when you feel that this what I'm going through is too hard, please don't wait to receive that knockout. Call your brother. Call your sister. Tell them I need you. I need a lifting of hands. Because as long as my hands are lifted, then I know that the enemy will be defeated. In the name of Jesus. You are, the Bible calls you a victor. You are more than a victor. You are more than a conqueror. Not just a conqueror. A conqueror is someone who is already won. But the Bible says you are more than that one who is already won. So what are you? Try to define that. What are you? <laughs> if, a conqueror, if a conqueror is one who has already conquered. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror. What a privilege, what a blessing. What a blessing that the Lord has bestowed. What a favor that the Lord has bestowed on us. He just needs you to appear. You to say, Lord, I am ready. I am here. I will fight. I will serve. I will love. I will honor. And he will release the grace for the fight. He will release the grace for the battle. He will release the grace until you have it. The Bible says that through the wall, through the Lord, I have leaped through, or I have leaped through uh, over a wall. That's what the psalmist says. It is through the Lord that you will leap over whatever wall that is standing before you. 
And the Bible says it is the Lord, again, it is the Lord that teaches my hands to war. And when I was sitting there and we were worshipping, I, 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 you know, the, the Lord reminded me that we are his battle axe. A battle axe in the Lord's hand is a weapon of mass destruction. Is a weapon that can, you know, can bring havoc to the kingdom of darkness. Because you are just, you just need to avail yourself. And when you are there, the Lord uses you. It is him. It is him, you know, uh, throwing that axe wherever, where the enemy is. He is just using you as a vessel. But you have to avail yourself. And you have to speak the same language that he is speaking. The Lord cannot be saying you are more than a conqueror. And you are here saying, oh, oh, they said, oh, they said I come from a poor background. Oh, they say that such people cannot be taken into this organization from this tribe. Oh, they say you are there. It's not about self-pity or pity party. It's about what God is saying. Because when the Lord says you can have it, then you can have it. When the Lord says he's going with you, then he's going with you. When the Lord says that he is with you, going before you, then he is going before you. All he needs is you to avail yourself and say, Lord, I am available. I am here. Use me as you desire. Sometimes you even don't know what he will do, but you just avail and say, I am here. Use me as you please. Use me as you desire. Because you don't know what he wants to do. Or you even don't know what he wants for yourself. But once you avail yourself for the Lord, he will do what he wants to do. And he will accomplish it through you. You have to leave fear behind. You have to drop fear. Fear is not part of your, you know, part of your armory. Fear is not part of your, of the, of the, Full armor of God. The Bible says you have not, God has not given us a spirit of, of fear, but what? Of power. Of love. And of a sound mind. Because a soldier requires power. A soldier requires love. You have to love your fellow soldiers. Amen? Because you are not fighting alone. You may think that you are fighting alone, but there is someone else either behind you or in front of you who is fighting. We are all in the, in the army of the Lord. And it also requires not a confused person, but someone with a sound mind, a mind that is focused. Those are the requirements of a soldier. You must be focused. You must be determined. You have gone to that war, and you have said you have, got, you have given yourself to fight in that war, and you know that in your heart, if I die... Let me die, but I am going to fight in this battle. It is not for cowards. You've got to bring that frustration down. Why should it dictate, about, why should it dictate your life? You've got to bring that disappoint, disappointment down. Why should it speak? Why should it be the one that is speaking? There is nothing fancy, there is nothing going. You're all charged up, you're all encouraged. You go to your house and I don't want to say, but you know what you find. There are times and suddenly you've forgotten. It's like a balloon that has been suddenly deflated. And you forget immediately the power and encouragement and the strength that you received in the service. You've got to be prepared. You've got to be a soldier in the church and outside the church. You've got to be charged. Before Doris sings a song, you are charged. And after she sings a song, you are charged. 
And even before, when you pass and say your goodbyes, you are still charged. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to keep charged. To keep, you have to keep recharging yourself. You have to keep recharging. You ha- if the battery goes down, what do you do on your phone? You keep connecting it, isn't it? You keep recharging. You cannot dwell on yesterday's revelations, on yesterday's word, on yesterday's songs. and You've got to keep recharging. And you cannot wait for Sunday. You will die in the course of the week. You have, it is a personal initiation. The prayers we pray for you, the prayers pastor prays for you, it is good to be prayed for. But it is even better to pray for yourself. No one knows, even when you come and share with him, you don't give him all the details, isn't it? No one knows the pain more than you do. No one knows the intensity of what you're going through. No matter, even when you try to express it, no matter how, you know, elaborately you try to express it, they may not get it because they are not the ones going through it. But you, you are aware. You know what you're going through. Now when you engage the heavens and pray with that revelation that you are more than a conqueror, you've already won the battle. By the time you come to pastor, you've already, you know, fell down like three quarters of the demons. Because the Lord says it is you. The curtain was torn so that you can take yourself before the Lord. You can pray for yourself. You are a winner. You can have it. Don't just throw empty punches in the air. The Bible says in the book of First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Yes, let's read from verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Those who run in a race, they all run. But only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Huh? Before we continue, you run in such a way that you may obtain it. You see how the marathoners do it. Or when they are races. Everyone goes there with the of course, there are those who go just to keep fit. But most of the people who are on the forefront, they go to run for the price. And they all are optimistic and they have faith. And they are believing in themselves. They've been training. When they hear there will be a marathon like in October, they start training in February. Because they want to get that price. Huh? They run in such a way that they may obtain it. And that is what the Bible is telling us. Run! Everyone in the race. They all are running. We are all running, isn't it? But run like you are the one who is going to get that prize. I am going to run like I am the one who is going to get that prize. Because I must be the one that is going to get that prize. And you know when you do that, you are all determined. And you must get it. If it is yours and you have trained and you are prepared for it and you have put all the effort that is required, you have done all that is required, you should get it. The other verse says that and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we, for an imperishable crown, we race or we fight to get an imperishable crown. Verse, the other verse, verse 26. Therefore, I run thus, 
not with uncertainty. I run with uncertainty. I run knowing what I am doing. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. When I throw my punch, eh? that man I talked about who loves wrestling, he, may, he is understanding what I'm saying. Those people when they are fighting, they fight when they throw their punches. Eh? When they are on top of the ring and they are you know, throwing themselves on top of the other one, they have faith that they are going to get that person there. Sometimes they miss it, but they have faith that they are going to get that person there. They do it with certainty. They do it. They have faith. They have believed in themselves. It's a risk. It's a risky affair. <laughs> You've got to do it. You don't know whether that person will rise up and lift up his knee eh, and knock your teeth off. But they still will throw themselves off from on top of the ring. I fight not as one who beats the air. They just don't throw empty punches. They know that every punch I do like this, it's hitting the devil. Every punch is hitting, you know, it's hitting some sickness. Every punch I do is bringing down drug addiction. Every punch that I throw is bringing down anxiety. Every punch that I throw is, you know, is, is fighting the enemy of confusion. But when you just fight like someone who doesn't know what they are doing. I mean, you're not even fighting. You're just there. You just appear and... You even don't know. You stand like someone who is confused. Others will fight. From this miracle service, today, mark this date. There are people who are going to walk out of this door with their miracles. There are going to, people who are going to mark, to remember this day. Because after the warfare we are going to do this evening, they are going to receive what would have taken 21 days for the angel to, to come bring down the message. You will receive it today. Because we are contending with the Prince of Persia. We are contending with him. And we are asking the Lord to release his angels. To come and help us fight. The Bible says that he will send his angels. He will send them charge. They will, he, will, he will give them charge over you. They will come to minister to us. Isn't it? They are our servants. You just need to summon them. And they will come and they will help you. They are our helpers. You just need to summon them. And say, Angel, Angel Gabriel, come. Angel Michael, come. Come and help me bring this, fell this giant. What are you fighting with this evening? Stand up on your feet. What are you contending with this evening? What is that battle that you feel that is weighing you down? What is that one thing that you feel this day, this evening, as I walk out of this door, I am going home assured that my answers have come down, that my prayers have been answered, because I believe in a miracle-working God. I believe in a God who says he will do it, and he does it. I believe in a God who does not go against his word. I believe in a God who says, just like the rain, he, just as the rain comes from heaven uh, to the earth and waters the earth, so the Lord's word will not go back to him vain. Whatever intention, whatever purpose it was to fulfill, it will fulfill. Do you have faith with me? Why don't you start engaging 
And why don't you start putting on your warfare, your armor, and saying, I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on the, you know, the, the shoes of the gospel of peace. I take on the full armor of God that I may engage in this war. And I am going to come out of this place fully uh, victorious in the name of Jesus.